Bowen, the host of Together We're Going to Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing this Monday morning? The sun is shining, which is nice. The downside is there's a tree service out front, and they're cutting down trees and tree limbs, and that's what woke me up. And I tested this a couple times to see if it gets picked up by uh, the microphone, and it doesn't seem to yet, but if it does, guys, I really, really apologize. I didn't even know those people were going to be there, or why they just, I mean, these trees that are in our yard don't, there's no power lines for them to, but maybe, because they're just cutting off branches and stuff, so I don't know. I just, I don't want there to be missing trees in our yard because we have two big ones. And they're nice for shade. Granted, it's nice that we'll have less leaves to rake up, but still, it's like, don't take away our shade trees. We need those in the summer. That helps a nice, to have a nice little breeze. It's kind of hard to have that without the, well... I don't know. Anyway, I just want to, you know, give you guys an update. So that way if you hear any noise that sounds like a tree service, then you know it's a tree service. What I'd like to do with the podcast before it starts is let the new listeners know where you guys can follow along with the podcast. You can do so in three ways. You can go to Facebook and to the Silver Spoons podcast. Together we're going to find our way um, Facebook page. And you can like it and follow along. Or you can go to Instagram and you can go to the Silver Spoons podcast and follow there. And you'll get you know updates for upcoming episodes and other fun things. Also, if you guys want to give a personal, uh, if you guys would like to reach out to the podcast personally, you can always send an email at silverspoonspodcast.com. And I believe you, there are links on the SoundCloud page to the Facebook and Instagram. So, Also, if you're a regular listener, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can always go to the Punky Power Podcast on iTunes and leave a review. So today I'm talking about Season 1, Episode 8, entitled I'm Just Wild About Harry, which aired on November 13th, 1982. While out with Derek on a late-night expedition to look for Bigfoot... Ricky captures and brings home an, an an escaped orangutan that he wants to keep as a pet. I remember this episode. This is a cute one. This has a 7.3 out of 10 rating based on 23 ratings on IMDb. This episode is directed by Jack Shea and writers David W. Ducklin and six other people. Let's see, no trivia. 
Let's look at the connections here. What is this? The Tonight Show starring says Ricky introduces a clip from his series. Well, that's not a connection. Unless he's breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience directly. I don't know. So we come out of the intro, and Ricky's in his room. He It's nighttime. He should be in bed, but he's all dressed up. He's got his backpack on. He's going to go looking for Bigfoot. So he goes to the window. I take it there's a tree there for him to climb down? I thought there was just a large drop. But of course, Edward is, like, pounding on the door. Ricky, you in there? Like, yeah, like your dad isn't going to come and check on you. My goodness. So, Ricky closes the windows, jumps into bed as he says to dad, his dad, what am I saying? As he says to his dad, oh, I'm just wrapping your birthday gift. And Edward's like, Ricky, my birthday's not for eight months. I'm thinking, nice try, buddy. Maybe he doesn't know what his dad's birthday is. But is that, that looks like, that blanket that he's pulling over him does look like, like a hot dog with like a bun running down, or a, a, a hot dog running down the center of it with mustard on the side and stuff. I wonder if it is, or if it's just, you know, that color, like, tan, red, and yellow, like, racing stripes. But it looks like a hot... In, in the dark. Maybe Edward will come in and uh, turn the light on. So, Edward comes in. He turns the light on. He is really surprised to see Ricky in bed. Like, son, what are you doing in bed? I normally have to ask you at least ten times before you actually get into bed and go to sleep. Like, basically, it's kind of a fight having to get Ricky... Ricky, you're 12. Why does he have to fight with you to get your butt to bed? You're not six. Six-year-olds have that problem. Why would a 12-year-old? Ricky is really trying to be convincing. Just like, oh, well, I'm bushed. I like how he says, uh, Sandman City. Like, yeah, right. Then why are your eyes open and you're awake? So, Edward asks, do you want me to tuck you in? And Ricky's like, no, no, I, I'm i into self-talking. I'm too old for that, thank you. I, I can do that myself. He, because he doesn't want his dad to see that he is fully dressed. He's probably still got that backpack on. So I'm going to play this clip. Half-man, half-beast would be hanging around our neighborhood? 
sexual assault with his own eyes. Well, Rick, consider the source. Mr. Bradshaw is known as Weird Willie for nothing, you know. <laughs> Last year, he dressed himself up in colored lights and told everybody he was a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bradshaw is not the only person who's seen him. Other people have, too. Just wait. Someday, somebody's going to get a picture of Big Toes. And then people are going to have to believe in him. Well, maybe so. But maybe it's one of those unsolvable mysteries like the Loch Ness Monster or the disappearance of Amelia Earhart or why all waitresses call you honey. <laughs> Good night, son. Night, Dad. So I like how when Edward comes up to Ricky after Ricky says, Dad, I'm a self-tucker, we at least get a time stamp on how long they've been together now. As Edward says, that's not fair. I've only had a son for two months, and already he's a self-tucker. Like, oh. Oh, come on, Rick. Let him have this, buddy. You know, in a, another year or so, you're definitely not going to want him tucking you in. I mean, when I was young, my dad always tucked me in, or my aunt always tucked me in. So before Edward leaves, he sees on Ricky's desk, it's a map of uh, a way to find a... Uh, Ricky keeps calling him Big Toes instead of Bigfoot. And I guess that this Big Toes, Bigfoot thing has been walking around the cemetery or something. And um, <clears throat> this cemetery gardener person or caretaker of the cemetery was telling Ricky and Derek that he's seen Big Toes and other people have seen him. So... That's cause for Ricky and Derek to want to try to find him, too. And Edward kind of is like, son, there's a reason we call that man Weird Willie. Last year, he decked himself out in lights and pretended to be a Christmas tree. So don't trust what he says. He is full of lies. So Edward leaves, and now Ricky is going to escape out the window. How are you going to get back in the house, though? Are you gonna, there's gotta be a tree there. There's gotta be, cause that's a drop. He, he's on the second floor. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a map, guys. It was a drawing. Ricky clarifies it was a drawing of big toes, not a map. So the cemetery caretaker is Mr. Bradshaw, and that's where Edward says, "Oh, well, everyone else calls him Weird Willie." I, I mean, clearly for the show, I mean, you can see Ricky walking backwards out of that window, as in there's a ladder there for him to get down. So, no tree out there. It's a flat drop. So, of course, you gotta have a ladder. So, I take it Ricky is meeting Derek in the cemetery? Because I only see Ricky there. I thought they were doing this together. As Ricky is wandering around the cemetery with a flashlight. No one goes into a cemetery at night. That's not good. Well, I got my air, my answer on where Derek was, you little troll. <laughs> Damn it, Derek. Ricky's looking around with his flashlight. Like, he's hearing some noise. He's like, hello? Hello? And then, of course, Derek pops up from behind a grave. Ah! Like, what the hell? Derek, I'm gonna beat your butt.
day he lit a cigarette and got run over by a truck. So after scaring Ricky, Derek decides, like, hey, wouldn't it be weird, like, funny if we, like, took some of these headstones and moved them to other plots? That way when people come to mourn, they'll be wrong, uh, mourning the wrong uh, family member or something. And Ricky just looks at Derek like, Derek, you are too young to be this sick. Which, this is 1982, and if you're familiar with the Poltergeist movie, which already would have come out by this time, I believe, <clears throat> um, they moved the uh, headstones to build those houses, but they left the bodies there. So all those houses, or one in particular was basically left on a cemetery plot. Like, ugh. So the boys kind of start looking around, and they're reading... And these are really weird descriptions. You would never find this on a regular tombstone. It just... the It's weird. Say, uh, one of them that Derek Reed says something about the guy not skipping dessert. Oh, Derek's reading Herbert Watkins. It says, here lies Herbert Watkins. He never skipped dessert. He one day had a heart attack and now he's eating dirt. Like, it's supposed to rhyme. Like, I hope that Herbert is haunting that person because that, whoever came up with that, that's just cruel. Like, yeah, he was probably a heavyset guy, liked to eat, had a heart attack, and now someone's going to go and put that on a tombstone. Of course, the one that Ricky reads is kind of weird, too. So, the, this guy's name was Bill Simplosion, and it talks about how he's a factory worker, and then one day he, he lit a cigarette, and it's like, being, like, his name is Bill Splosion or something, like, you think, like, oh, an explosion, like, something happened. No, it says he got hit by a truck. What in the world? That, is, that does not rhyme at all. Oh, he got run over by one. He didn't get hit. Well, it's kind of the same thing. I would never, ever, I don't care if someone offered me whatever the Mega Millions or whatever that lotto is up to right now. No way would I stay in a cemetery all night. At, at, at night. Like, I would not do that. So the boys are kind of sweeping their flashlights along the, uh, the ground, and they spot a set, uh, footprint that Ricky claims is Big Toes. And Derek makes a Dr. Scholl's joke about, Oh, if Dr. If Dr. Scholl saw this, he'd wake up screaming. Or something. Like, oh, Derek. So Ricky kind of figures, you know, if Big Toes has been here, that means he probably might come back. Tracks. Big 
reminds me of an old movie I saw called Curse of the Avenging Corpse. It's about this guy who knew he was going to die, but he swore he'd come back from the grave. And one night the murderer came to the cemetery to gloat. And while he was standing over the grave, the ground opened up, and, and a gross, decomposed hand reached up and grabbed him. So, Ricky and Derek decided to park themselves on the ground in front of a couple of headstones, and Derek pulls out his harmonica. Really, Derek? I'm like, oh, I may as well kill some time. Let me uh, play very badly on this harmonica. <laughs> Ricky actually thinks, well, this would be a great time to tell a scary story. Well, I mean, yeah, you're in a great uh, cemetery at night. What better place to tell a scary story? So, Ricky kind of before he talks about the scary story, he does kind of, like, push Derek's hand down, like, hey, you're gonna scare away big toes with all your racket. And Derek, uh, yeah, he admits he's a little scared. It's like, oh, I gotta do something. It's kind of creepy here. And Ricky just looks at him like, what? Are you serious? Are you telling me you're scared? And Derek tries to play it off like, moi? Scared? Really? No, of course I'm not. Like, yeah, right. You know you are, Derek. Come on. You can only put that tough guy routine up so many times before that wall comes tumbling down and we see that you tough guy act is just a facade. I love how Derek says moi. Like, scared? Moi? Like, that sounds so Margot Kramerish. It's not even funny. <laughs> Actually, Ricky tells him this reminds me of an old movie that I saw. A movie called Curse of the Avenging Corpse. Ugh. So he tells the story of a guy who knew he was going to die, but he was going to come back and haunt someone from the grave. His murderer just happens to be in the cemetery that night, and then he goes to the person's grave, who I believe he murdered, and the ground opens up, and a hand comes and grabs the murderer by the shoulder or something. Like, yikes. Yeah, I really want to hear that kind of story while I'm sitting on the ground next to a headstone. And just as Ricky says, a hand reached down and grabbed him on the shoulder, a hand actually does grab Ricky from around the other side of the tombs, the headstone. So the boys scream, and I thought it was going to be like a hand on Ricky's shoulder comes and, and kind of grabs at his shoulder, but no. You can see something walking around in the background, and at first I thought, well, maybe it's like a set person, but that wouldn't make any sense. They wouldn't be in the shot. They must hear something walking around behind them because they freak out and they're like, Ah, let's get out of here! Well, they are in a cemetery, so I can understand the stumbling because you're trying to run and you're tripping over headstones and grave markers and everything. So the boys shine their flashlights over... And they see something. They're not sure what it is. And Derek's all like, let's go, what's gonna kill us? And this thing starts playing the harmonica. Derek's harmonica, which he probably dropped while he was running trying to get out of the cemetery. And you can't really see 
exactly. It is so dark there. You really cannot make out what this is. So Ricky's like, hey, it's Big Toes. Let's go get a picture. And Derek is so freaked out. He's like, Rick, Rick, no, no. Let's just go to my house. I have a photographic memory. I will describe all of it to you. And Ricky is just like, geez, Derek, chill yourself. Ricky's not scared at all. So they get a little closer. And the first thing out of Derek's mouth is, wow, it's a gorilla. And Ricky kind of looks at him like, geez, you're dumb. No, it's an orangutan is what it is. And he's wearing, like, shorts. Probably because, you know, it's TV. You got to cover up the orangutan's private area. I just noticed this now. Ricky's wearing a red jacket, and he's carrying a red flashlight. Tell me that wasn't done on purpose. Derek's waving, like, a white, like, hanky or cloth in front of him. Like, hey, we come in peace. It's like, he's not going to rip your arms off, okay? It'll be fine. Yeah, Ricky tells the orangutan, like, hey, we come in peace. We're not going to mean you any harm. I think Ricky, does Ricky got a Polaroid there? Or is that just a regular camera? Because Ricky holds up his camera with the flash and everything, so that should be able to light up his face a little bit so we can see him. Because, like I said, it's still pitch dark. You really can't see anything. Luckily, the boys are wearing, like, well, Ricky's wearing a bright red jacket. Derek is wearing blue. So he kind of mixes in with the dark scenery. Okay, we are getting okay, we are getting a little bit of a glimpse of the orangutan's like reddish like face and like fur and everything. We are able to make that out a bit cuz he did when Ricky like took the picture, he kind of opened his mouth so that way he revealed his his teeth and everything for a smile. Aww. So he's got to know, the orangutan's got to know what a camera is if he knew to open his mouth and smile. I mean, he's got to. So Ricky kind of says, oh, wow, this is so great. He looks so great. But then he notices, you know, that the orangutan's probably, you know, cold and hungry. He's immediately thinking of, you know, helping the orangutan because he doesn't have a name yet, even though the title of this episode is I'm Just Wild About Harry. They do kind of go cycle through some names. Like, oh, what can I call you? And luckily, the orangutan knows, like, oh, no, that not that name. No, no, I don't like that. As he shakes his head, like, no, no. So Ricky goes up to the orangutan, and he's like, hey, I think he likes me. I'm like, well, Ricky, you are a nice kid, so maybe he senses, you know, your inner self, like, you're, this is a nice boy, he's not going to hurt me. Derek, on the other hand, I'd be a little wary of. <laughs> I don't trust Derek. And luckily, the orangutan doesn't think too much of this guy either. And Ricky kind of says, you know, he wonders, why is this orangutan just wandering around a cemetery? This doesn't make any sense. Like, he's probably lost. Or he ran away from a bad situation. And and Derek brings up the obvious, obvious you know, the orangutan probably escaped from a zoo or a circus. My guess is a circus. So Ricky's like, oh, what's your name, little guy? And... Derek just looks at him, Rick, roll, Ricky, rolling his eyes 
Like, what's your name? Who's the monkey here? Like, I'm sure we'll, we'll try some names out on him. We'll see what he likes. Because he, he knows what he likes. So the first name that uh, Ricky throws out is Fred. Media dislike. Head shake. No, no, I don't like that. And then he says, well, how about Bob? And again, head shake. Mm -mm. No, no good. And Ricky agrees. Like, yeah, Bob is that's kind of a boring name. And he, he finally settles on, like, Harry. How about Harry? And, of course, yep, up, shake of the head. Yes, like that, like that. He nods. All right, that sounds great. And, of course, Derek's like, well, he sure looks like a Harry, given his appearance. <laughs> Bruce is, before they settle on Harry, Bruce is another, mm, I don't, he does not look like a Bruce. He does not. Harry is a cute name. Very nice. I like that. Oh, they're orangutan. Harry, oh, start calling him Harry. Harry does the A, like, okay, like, like that. Yes, that's a good one. So Ricky asks Harry, like, Harry, you want to come home with me? And immediately Derek is like, well, wait a minute. I found him, too. He should come home with me. Like, uh, uh, luckily, Harry is a good judge of people. Derek is not good people. <laughs> he really isn't. And Ricky just kind of looks at Derek. He's like, well, Harry likes me. Because Derek's all like, well, we both saw him at the same time. And then Derek's like, well, Harry likes me, too. No. Oh. <laughs> Harry, like, holds his nose. Like, ugh, you stink. I don't like you. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Derek's, Derek's no good. Derek, of course, is so insulting. He's like, oh, what does this flea bag know anyway? Like, yeah, so because he rejects you, you immediately insult him. That's real nice, Derek. Real nice. So Derek is all like, look, Rick, it's very, it's important that I take Harry home with me tonight. And Ricky's like, why tonight? Why is it so important? Derek just wants to dress Harry up in his mother's nightgown or someone's nightgown and put him in the bed with his dad. That is gross. What is wrong with you, Derek? You're not normal. <laughs> You just want to use poor Harry for your devious deeds. It's not going to happen. Oh, so he wants to see if his dad notices anything different. So, okay, Derek, are you, like, make, saying something cruel about your mom? Or, wait, well, it's got to be, because now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's season two that Derek ends up moving away. So his parents must be, why are you making a mean crack about your mom, Derek? You must hate your parents for some reason. But Ricky immediately vetoes that plan. It's like, no, Harry needs love and food and warmth. Yeah, you guys, you gotta get him out of that cemetery. It's gotta be kind of cold there. I mean, they are in New York after all, Long Island. And it's gotta be about, like, October, because Ricky just recently started school. So... Yeah. Get him out of there. You got... Ricky's wearing a heavier coat. It's gotta be late fall. I mean, yeah, I understand that Harry's got, you know, fur on him and stuff, but that only works so much. And Ricky turns to Harry, like, right, Harry? Doesn't that sound good? I'll get you... We'll bring, I'll bring you home, get you something to eat, put you in my bed, all that good stuff. And... Harry turns to him, and, you know, he smiles, like, I like that, I like that, yes, let's do that. 
Of course, Derek's got to make a crack about Harry's teeth. Like, what he needs is a good orthodontist. Like, shush. <laughs> he's like, all right, well, I got to go. See you, monkey. See you, Harry. Yeah, he's calling. Uh... Hasn't he called Ricky a monkey before? I can't remember. But I'm going to play this clip here. officially asks Harry, Harry, do you want to come home with me? And of course, yes. Henry nods his head, or Harry, <laughs> Harry nod, nods his head like, yes, yes, I do. into his window via the ladder. He's making that poor orangutan have to go up those. Oh, that's so, well, probably easier for Harry, but still. 
So, yeah, uh, Ricky helps Harry pull himself into the window, and Ricky's like, hey, Harry, what do you think of my bedroom? Pretty neat, huh? Of course, Harry is not even paying. He's like, oh, I see this nice warm bed. Oh, my gosh, it looks so warm. I'm going to lay in it. <laughs> he went, that's exactly, he went right for that bed. He saw it. He's like, I'm taking over this bed. You'll sleep on the floor, Ricky. So Ricky notices that Harry's in his bed. He's like, oh, you're sleepy, huh? Well, here, let me make you this nice bed here on the floor. Ricky, Harry's not moving from your bed. You may as well just make that bed on the floor for yourself because he ain't moving. a lot of red in Ricky's room. Red pillows, red blanket, which isn't wrong. I like the color. Red's my favorite color. So, so Ricky sees that Harry is not going to be He's like, Harry, Harry, look, I got your bed all ready for you on the floor. Come on. Harry is not going to move. He's like, I, I'm not like a light. <laughs> and finally, Ricky's like, well, he's not going to move. Here, let me take this blanket from the floor, and I'll, I'll just uh, put this on top of you. And I like how he gives, he tells Harry goodnight and gives him a kiss, probably on the arm or the face, I can't tell. Um, And now we get some banana peels on the stairs. Or is it? At the is it in his room or is this just outside of Ricky's room? I'm kind of wondering. Cause it's clearly morning time now. Oh, that's out of his bathroom. Okay, cause Ricky comes out of his bathroom in just a pair of pants. He is shirtless. Granted, if he were like maybe four years older, this would be much nicer, but he's 12, and this just feels weird. <laughs> so apparently Harry took a shower also, because he's also got a towel on his head, as Ricky's kind of drying his hair. So Ricky's like, alright, well, what do you want to do? Hey, you want to play catch? I got a football here, as he throws, tosses it in. Ricky, put on a shirt, please! 
I mean, he's, what, 12, 13 years old, the, the Ricky Schroeder, and he's already got a de semi-defined chest already. I, I don't even know why I'm even talking about this, but please, Ricky, put on a shirt. <laughs> um, Harry is shaking his head like, no, no, I don't like that. I don't want to play. Ricky knows nothing about primates. He's like, well, um, do you roller skate? <laughs> and Harry's shaking his head like, mm, no, no, I don't do that either. So, Ricky kind of puts his arm around Harry, like, oh, what's the matter, buddy? You have a bad banana or something? He's sad. Is poor Harry depressed? Oh, poor guy. Ricky's bookshelf and there's a book there that uh Ricky grabs off and it says the primates on it it's got some monkeys they're not orangutans they almost look like maybe spider monkeys or something like that I'm not 100% sure and Ricky kind of takes it as oh you miss your family huh well I never really had much of a family until I came to live with my dad but you can be part of my family would you like that and Harry just kind of, you know, sits there. And Ricky's like, come on, buddy. Give me that famous Harry smile. And, of course, Harry pulls back his lips and reveals his, uh, his teeth. <laughs> so Ricky's like, hey, how about we play Cowboys and Indians? Which you can't really say Indians anymore. I think it's Native Americans. But in 82, apparently you could say it when there was no problem. I noticed I'm getting a clearer look in Ricky's room now. And I noticed one thing was um, in the corner, like, on the wall, there's, like, little um, things to, like, hang up a jacket or something. There's a bag, like a knapsack that says Lifesavers on it. You know what's interesting is I'm noticing a lot of other red items. There's a red, that looks like a knapsack kind of too, by, on, um, the, by the windowsill. It's almost like a little nook area. He's also got a red and, like, blue striped shirt and then something. That's probably there because he's going to be putting that shirt on. So Ricky grabs these two silver, real, realistic-looking old western type guns and I don't know they do a close-up of Harry's face I don't know if we're supposed to get that he's a little freaked out by that maybe he's seen a gun before 
Or maybe that could be like he is part of the circus or some type of an act where someone like pulls a gun, does a bang bang, you're dead type thing. his two guns, fake guns, at Harry, he he drops, like, suddenly, because he even has his hands up, his arms up, raised, when, before Ricky even yells, bang, bang, or something, and he just drops. So, it, it must be part of an act that he's used to, like, he knew how to react. So, um, and of course, Ricky's a little stunned, the way that Harry just, boom, dropped to the floor. He's like, Harry? Harry? Harry, oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay? And Harry opens his eyes. He's laying out there on the floor. He's like, he shakes his head. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like, oh, whew. And Ricky mentions about a hamster and a gerbil that he had had that they both died because he doesn't really have much experience with pets. Of course, the minute he says they both died, Harry puts both his hands to his head like, oh, I don't like that. And Ricky is like, hey, buddy, it's okay. They they died of old age, so you got nothing to worry about. Then Kate knocks on the door, and she, and she's like, Ricky, are you in there? And he's like, um, just a second, Kate, I'm wrapping a birthday gift. He keeps going with the birthday gift scenario. And she says, Ricky, my birthday was last month. And in fact, I recall that you gave me flowers. And he's like, oh, right, right, right. Because he's like trying to get Harry, like getting getting him in his bathroom there. <coughs> and um, Kate comes in. And then he's like, she's like, oh, you've been up here all morning. What are you doing? He's like, um, nothing. <laughs> and then we hear the toilet flush. And Kate, her eye, her head kind of turns like, 
what's all, what's this about? And Ricky tries to make a, oh, you know, he lies. He says, well, um, there, it's something about, uh, constant flushing or something like that. And then they hear it flush a second time. And then Ricky's like, oh, let's go downstairs. I'll tell you all about it. But of course, then Harry starts gargling like he's gargling with mouthwash. <laughs> and Kate's pretty much like, okay, I, I guess, like, um, I'll, I'll see you downstairs then. So, like, dang. So Edward must be busy with something or not there. Otherwise, I'm not surprised that he didn't come up early in the morning and say, hey, Rick, what's up? Because he sent Kate up there. My guess is Edward's either not home or he's busy and told Kate to check on Ricky. So, Ricky tells Harry, as he pulls him out of the bathroom, like, okay, Harry, you gotta behave, alright? Behave. You gotta stay in this room. As we see, Harry's muzzle is covered with toothpaste, and he's holding a toothbrush, so he's been brushing his teeth. I hope that uh, he didn't let Derek's words about an orthodontist get, he didn't take that to heart. He was just being mean. I mean, yeah, definitely dental hygiene is very important, Harry, but. So, Ricky, yeah, he tells him to behave, stay up in the room. Oh, by the way, you can keep that toothbrush. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. <laughs> we really don't see much to this bathroom other than there's a big window with a low curtain, like kitchen curtain, like just down the middle of it. So, Ricky grabs that red and blue striped shirt. I, um, notice on that little, um, nook area window, I know there's a word for it. It's not a nook window, it's like a little, I don't know what the word is, but anyway, there was a, and I got a good look at it, it's a, Barnum and Bailey, like, you know, the animal crackers, the red ones where the animals are, you know, in their cages. Um, it's like a little tote messenger bag thing. So, of course, Ricky heads out of his room with his shirt and he left the window open. So now Harry can go down the ladder again. Now we go downstairs and Edward and Kate He's kind of looking over her shoulder as she's playing one of those arcade games. I noticed there's a jukebox there in the, uh... Wait a minute, this is... This is his living room, so he's got a jukebox here. I, like, either it's been there and I just haven't seen it before, or every episode they either add or take away something. I'm not sure. So she must be playing Pac-Man, because that sounds like Pac-Man. So, Ricky heads down, and he talks to his dad, like, because Edward is all like, um, Kate tells me there's some issues with your toilet. You've been having some flushing issues. And Ricky's like, oh, well, actually, um, I want to talk to you. There's an article I read in my school newspaper about how having a pet is important to a child's development. So I'm going to play this clip. Some exciting bathroom news. Yeah, well, the thing is, is 
is that I read this very interesting article in my school newspaper. It said that having a pet is very healthy for a person. It lowers your blood pressure, helps prevent stress and loneliness. And they also found that a lot of psychotic killers do not have a pet when they're my age. I'm going to take a wild stab here, Rick. Do you want a pet? Could I please? <laughs> sure, son. What do you want, a dog, a cat, a goldfish? <laughs> all these supposed statistics about how having a pet lowers your blood pressure. I've heard that too. And lowers your stress level. And also something about the fact that it's a statistical fact that serial killers who didn't um, di that didn't have a pet when they were my, uh, my age or something that's why they're serial killers or something. Um, Edward, he's like, well, you know what? Um, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and guess you want a pet? And Ricky's like, yeah, can I? And Edward's like, well, yeah, yeah, of course. What, what do you want? A dog, cat, goldfish? And that's when Harry comes in on the train and Kate and Edward are like, what in the world? And Ricky's like, um. How about an orangutan? So, Harry comes out of the office from where the, the train went into. So, I can imagine they're going to be pretty shocked. Like, I don't know about this, but this is, um, yeah. <laughs> don't be scared. Guys, he won't hurt you. Harry, I want you to meet my dad. Pleased to meet you, Harry. <laughs> and this is a secretary, Kate Summers. Whoa. <laughs> nice to have met you. Uh, where did you get him from? Me and Derek found him in the cemetery. He's big to us. You and Derek were in the cemetery last night? I thought you were asleep. But Dad... Ricky, you know better than that. It's dangerous to go out alone at night. <laughs> She is freaked out as she ducks behind Edward. And Edward's a little nervous, so he, like, grabs Ricky and kind of, like, puts him in front of him. And Ricky goes over, takes Harry's hand, and says, 
Dad, Kate, you don't have to be scared by him. He, he's, he's fine. He's friendly. So Harry's like, Harry, I want to, I want you to meet my dad. And Harry, like, shakes Edward's hand, but he is not even looking at Edward. He has got one hand on Ricky's hand and then one on, he must be shy. He's probably shy. And of course, <laughs> uh, Ricky's like, and this is his secretary, Kate Summers. And he... Harry just purses his, no, he doesn't purse his lips. He does the, uh, the cutesy, like he wants to give her a kiss. Like he spreads his, his lips wide. It's just so cute. Yeah, he thinks she's pretty. <laughs> so Kate asks Ricky, like, well, where did you find him? And Ricky says, well, me and Derek found him in the cemetery. He's Big Toes, as in the legendary Bigfoot Big Toes. That, uh, Weird Willie or Mr. W Mr. What's-His-Face, Bradshaw, or, uh, whatever, was talking about, supposedly, I don't know. <laughs> and Edward is not a little, he's not too happy to find out that his son has been traipsing through a cemetery after dark. He's like, well, wait a minute, son, I thought you were sleeping. What's going on? You know better than to just up and walk around, you know, God after dark. It's like, if you're sleeping, you should be sleeping. And Ricky's like, but, but Dad, I mean, I found him and he was scared and alone and hungry. And Kate, of course, tells Edward, I think he's, maybe he escaped from the Z-O-O, -O, as in the zoo. Maybe, maybe. And Harry kind of turns around to face Edward, and his Harry's lips are kind of flapping like, uh, you're talking too much. You stop. <laughs> so Kate decides to make a call, but she, like, climbs up onto the couch and makes her way behind them instead of trying to go in front of them because Carrie, er, because Harry was making kissy faces at her. <laughs> So Ricky's trying to make a plea to his dad to let, you know, can I please take care of him and have him? You know, he was scared and, and alone and he didn't, he doesn't have anybody else. He's by himself. And Edward apparently took a semester of zoology, but he's like, I think that was enough to teach me that uh, orangutans aren't supposed to be made into pets. And that they're also not native to Long Island, which is where they live. And there's nothing here that he would be able to do. And then we turn and we see Harry playing the Pac-Man game. Yeah, Edward, while he's telling Ricky all this, he does ask Harry, like, can you please excuse us while my son and I uh, talk this out? So that's why Harry goes over to the, the game console when uh, Edward says there's nothing here for uh, orangutan to really do. And that's when we see him on the uh, the game console playing Pac-Man. And Edward even brings up the fact that I'm sure he belongs to someone. And Ra Ricky's all like, I wish I could keep him. It's almost like that play, like, please, Dad, please let me keep him. I'll take care of him type of thing. And Edward even says, like, Rick... He's a wild animal, okay? He's not a cat, and he's definitely not a dog. 
Of course, I love Edward's comment about, well, of course, I mean, he could adapt. I mean, he apparently likes the video games. Kate comes out of the office and she says, I did call the zoo. They are, they've reported that there are no missing orangutans. All their animals are accounted for. Ricky jumps right in with, Dad, can I please keep them, please, please? someone who loves him just as much as you as you do and Edward says well then we need to start like putting up flyers and stuff like that if they had Facebook they could just snap a picture of him put him on Facebook someone I'm sure would be able to claim him but they'd have to prove that he's his that he belongs to them or something anyway um <laughs> and Ricky's like okay well if nobody claims him then can he stay and I don't understand why Ricky Schroeder is being told, grab Harry's mouth and turn it towards you. I mean, is that how they're telling him to direct this animal? As in to look at him and respond to him and everything like that? So he's like, Harry, wouldn't you like to stay here? And of course, Harry does the, like, praying motion. And then Edward's like, mm-hmm. All right, if no one claims him, he can stay here. And, of course, Harry jumps up on the ottoman, puts his arm around Edward's neck, and pulls him pulls him in, kisses him. Actually, he's on the side of the mouth. At first, I thought he was kissing, Harry was kissing Edward full on the mouth. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Just... And I'm sure that Joel Higgins is like, I don't know if I like this. The guy who who plays um, Edward. Like, I don't know if I... And of course, <laughs> Harry has to open his mouth and we see all his blackened, icky teeth. Like, <laughs> Alright, so this has got to be the next day because uh, Ricky is wearing... What he usually tends to wear is the sweater vest with the long-sleeved button-up underneath. And uh, the family's clearly gotten accustomed to them. They got cookies that they're using the bet. They got a poker table out. Everybody at that table's wearing a visor. We got Ricky. We got Kate and Edward and, of course, Harry. Oh, 
beats me. Well, that doesn't beat a full house. <laughs> Wait a minute, what do you got here? <laughs> I'm sure you won. Want to play another hand, Terry? Come on, Harry, you got to give us a chance to win our cookies back. <laughs> okay, for you. I've been letting you win for three weeks now. From now on, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Where's he going? up four cookies and of course that cleans Harry out because he only has four left. Edward's got a full house so he's got the winning hand and he wants to check Harry's cards. Harry kind of is like no no it's like no no I've been letting you you know you know play and everything and cleaning us out of cookies and so uh apparently Harry won. Like all right you win. And he as he pulls the cookies towards him the big pile of cookies so we find out it, he's been there for three weeks because edward says i've been letting you win for three weeks no more than mr nice guy because at one point because ricky's like hey harry do you want to play again and harry shakes his head like no and edward's all like well harry gotta give us a chance to win our cookies back like i don't want to touch them after i don't know but um so, Harry climbs out of the chair, wanders over. So, this is why that jukebox was there to begin with for this episode. Because I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Or if we even see it again. And Kate kind of is like, oh, where's he going? Harry turns on the jukebox, jumps up on the ottoman, and he's doing his little monkey, like, shake, shake dance. And... Ricky joins in, and he's kind of doing it, like, oh, you're kind of, like, shaking the hands around, and Edward takes Kate by the hand, and they're all doing it. It's so fun. Why do I get that their fun times are going to be short-lived? There's probably going to be a knock on the door. So they're dancing, having a great time, and didn't I call it or what? Yep, there goes that doorbell. Where the 
<laughs> oh, Rick's not happy. He's So yes, this is a long clip, as you get to hear. Um, doorbell rings, and it is Harry's owner. And turns out that they have an act together, and Harry's real name is Poppy. And so, what is the guy's name? So Robert Geraldo comes knocking on the, ringing the doorbell, and they... The Strattons, well, Edward and Kate did put an ad into the newspaper because he is carrying a newspaper when he comes to the door. And he's like, I'd like to inquire about... And then he sees the orangutan. He sees Harry. He's like, Poppy! That's my Poppy! And he goes over and Harry immediately is just like puts his arm like, oh, hug, hug, hug! I found my Poppy! Oh, it's so sweet! And... Mr. Geraldo does say that he and Poppy have an act together, and then he proceeds to take a orange from the fruit basket, I think it is, and then he has, like, a little uh, handkerchief thing, scarf, that he kind of dangles in front of Poppy's face, and, you know, you see the, uh, <laughs> the orange disappear from the roof of Poppy's mouth, and then he puts the scarf up. Oh, it's gone. The orange is actually in his mouth as he sticks out his teeth, you know, his, his lips and reveals the orange. And then, of course, it's back on the top of his mouth again. 
And uh, basically, what Mr. Geraldo says is that his truck was stolen, and when he found it, Poppy was gone. So that is how Poppy was probably just wandering around, you know, and was just happened to be in the cemetery when uh, Ricky and Derek were there. So it's a good thing, honestly, that Ricky found him and not some weirdo or someone who does science experiments, you know, animal testing, stuff like that. It's almost like Ricky was his guardian angel. Like, I'm going to save you and take you home until his owner could come and get him back. But it's been about, three, you know, it, it had been three weeks. So I'm sure he was, uh, Mr. Geraldo, Geraldo was looking all over the place for him. And I'm so happy they're re reunited. But, of course, while Edward and Kate are kind of clapping at the routine that Poppy and um, he had done, Rick's not happy. He's sad. He's angry. His arms are crossed. He's not clapping at all. And... Yeah. Okay, so it's Geraldo and Poppy. Got you. Robert Geraldo. Okay, I just want to make sure. Kate says that, hey, I'm going to make a, a snack or lunch or something and ask Mr. Geraldo, can you stay for something to eat? And he's like, well, I'm sorry, I can't. We, we really have to get going. So, of course, Rick asks, can I say goodbye to Poppy? And... Geraldo was like, sure, Poppy, you go say goodbye to your friend. And he uh, takes Ricky's hand and they sit on the couch. This is such a sweet and sad moment. So, yeah, Lizzie said, this is really sad. As Ricky says, well, uh, I guess you find your, found your family. You gotta go. And, you know, Mr. Geraldo seems like a really nice guy and everything. And it just, it's really sad. And Ricky's like, I'm going to miss you. And he, Ricky kind of grabs behind him this hat. And I think it's a New York Yankees hat that he said his dad gave to him when he first arrived there. And he's like, I want you to have this. And Poppy puts it on his head sideways. It's so cute. Oh, And of course, as Poppy goes to leave kisses Kate, he kisses Kate's hand, kisses Edward's hand, of course, Edward's reaction is like, okay, this is, uh, sure. <laughs> and then as Poppy and Geraldo are walking out the door, Poppy turns in the doorway, looks at Rick, and kind of raises his hand, and bye-bye. Oh, it's so sweet. And I, I love, you know, when Ricky is saying his goodbye, and Kate and Edward are just looking on, and if you're... They feel sad that Poppy's got to go. I mean, he's been with them for three weeks, and they've really grown to love him. So this is probably hard for them, too. But it's really hard for Rick, Ricky, because, you know, he brought Poppy, or in his case, Harry, he brought him into the house, and he became his friend. And it's just, that's hard that he's got to let him go. It's like, oh, you, you got to go with, you know, your dad, in a way, because, you know, Geraldo said, you know, Poppy is like a son to him. He couldn't sleep when he was gone, he couldn't, when he couldn't find him. And also, you know, as you heard in the clip, when Ricky's saying that uh, 
Man, we had some laughs, didn't we? We had some good times. Because we didn't see everything that they did in the three weeks. You know, we saw him bring, you know, Harry home. And, and they played cards together. And they played the bang-bang-shoot game. And, um, you know, the, the dancing. And he wrote, Harry rode in on the train and everything. But there was probably a lot more that we didn't get to see. I love how Ricky offers, like, hey, you can always come back here. My window is always open. I also got to say, I really like Ricky's uh, sweater vest pants combination. It's kind of an olive green color. It's really nice. And this is sad. He's like, I'm going to miss you, Harry. I love you. And they hug. Oh, my gosh. It's so sad. So, and that's the end of the episode, as uh, Harry slash Poppy turns in the doorway, lifts his hat off his head, and then like a bye-bye to, to Ricky and Edward and Kate. And I looked on IMDb, the guy who plays Robert Giraldo, I did not see him at all in the credits, even though he has a speaking role. So I'm hoping in these end credits I'll be able to find out his name and maybe the name of Harry slash Poppy. I hope that he warrants a credit. Well, no, he, neither of them did. Derek, uh, Jason Bateman got one, though, because he's a supporter, supporting uh, cast member. He's not actually in the opening, but uh, he's got a, at the very, at the end credits. I'm like, Ugh. but why didn't they get one? Did they not? I mean, maybe I get the orangutan not getting one, but why wouldn't? The guy who played Robert Giraldo not want a credit. I mean, he did speak in the in the episode. It's not like he was silent at all and had no lines. All right, so that being the end of the episode, I'm going to give my Silver Spoons episode toy. Or, why do I say toy? Just call it a train. The train rating. So I'm going to give this episode... I'm going to give it four out of five trains. I knocked one off because Derek, being Derek, wanted to take Harry, who they called Harry at the time, and put him in his mother's nightgown, put him in his dad's bed, and freak him out. No, Derek just wanted to use Harry for his own stupid, sadistic purposes. Um, but what I really liked, I loved in that when Harry, after Ricky got over the initial shock uh, of, you know, Harry the orangutan, he thought, hey, I'm going to take him home. He looks cold and scared and hungry. You know, he's thinking of his needs because Ricky is a smart, sweet, caring young man. He, you know, he thought of only what Harry needed. Also, I love... Um, the second one would be Harry's entrance into, uh, when Kate and Edward see him when he comes in on the train was cute. I loved, um, them playing poker together was fun and the dancing, you know, was fun too. But, um, when, uh, Mr. Geraldo shows up and Ricky says goodbye, that's my last, uh, 
That's my number four. That was sweet. I teared up. I think that Kate even, the actress, um, Erin Gray even, seemed like she was going to tear up. Like, oh, this is sad. But, um, as far as for my silver spoonful for this episode, I'm just going to say I know that wild animals look cute and you want to. Like, I want to, I mean, how many times did I, I'm sure I've said, I would love to have a baby tiger or a baby lion cub. I mean, especially after I saw the Lion King. <laughs> But, um, you know, they're, they're wild animals, and they need people that can protect them. They need to be in the wild where they can grow and be in their natural element. But also, you know, I, I don't know. As far as zoos go, I, I, I really don't know where I stand on that overall. Um, it's nice that we get to see them. But I feel that definitely them being in their natural habitat is very, very important to them. So, alright, let's talk about next week's episode and then I will say hey to some podcast listeners. Alright, next week we are getting the return of Grandfather Stratton in Season 1, Episode 9, entitled Honor Thy Father, which aired on November 20th, 1982. Ricky saves his grandfather from embarrassment when his dad, Edward, refuses refuses to speak at a banquet and present an award to his father. As you know, if you listen to the podcast, if you've seen the show, you know that Edward has a very, very rocky relationship, almost to the point of being non-existent with his father. Oh, are you down there, Quinny? Is that you? Oh, there you are. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. Quinn likes to, uh, there's a blanket under the desk that I work at, and she, uh, she's been sleeping under there. I didn't realize that. Because she was behind my chair, and now she went under the desk when I, like, moved my phone. Like, oh, there's something under here. <laughs> uh, this episode has a 7.2 out of 10, based on 22 ratings. Okay. Alrighty. So I wanted to state early before I uh, give a shout out to the podcast listeners that starting in November, um, next week will be the last one episode a week. It will be the last single a week episode. November, I'm going to double up. You'll be getting two Silver Spoons episodes a week, which I love the show. I'm... It's going to be great. Um, the Christmas episode is going to be done in December, so I'm kind of hopping over that. That way we can kind of get things wrapped up because I do want to start season two in January. Um, I did want to say that only season one is currently available on DVD. I did put a message on Instagram and the Facebook uh, Silver Spoons and Punky Power podcast page that Amazon currently has Silver Spoons for 14 bucks, which is not bad. I think it was like $9 when I got it um, back in the summer. But... No, I lost my train of thought. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I do have the other seasons. I had to procure them. So that way I could do the podcast. Because I want to do all of Silver Spoons, not just season one. And unfortunately, they're not w widely available 
out on uh, as DVD sets. So I had to work some magic to uh, <clears throat> be able to procure them. But so yeah, look forward to November. You're getting double the dose of Silver Spoons. Let's uh, say hey to you guys here. Let me jump into this. Night. The sun's out, but it's like less than. Kind of curious. What is it? It's 48 degrees. It's it's. I'll take it over 20 or 30 degrees. I'll say that much right now. But you know we're heading out of October, guys. This is the last full week of October, and then next week we are heading into November. The end of the year is creeping up on us. Pretty soon, 2019 is going to be here. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. Sun Valley, Nevada. Miami, Florida. Des Moines, Iowa. Omaha, Nebraska. Denver, Colorado. Atlanta, Georgia. Salem, Oregon. San Jose, California. Chicago, Illinois. San Francisco, California, Seattle, Washington, Anchorage, Alaska, Phoenix, Arizona, Deer Park, Texas, Honolulu, Hawaii, Londonderry, Australia, St. Petersburg, Russian Federation, Caguas, guys, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, this is in Puerto Rico, Caguas, C-A-G-U-A-S, Santa Paula, California, I've not heard that one before, Cordell, Georgia, Show Low. This is two separate words. Show Low, Arizona. Talladega, Alabama. Casula, C A S U L A, Australia. Scarborough, Canada, Dallas, Texas. And Mountain View, California. All right, here's some more for today. We have Sun Valley. Chicago, Miami, Des Moines, Los Angeles, San Jose, Atlanta, Denver, Dallas, Omaha, San Francisco, Seattle, Salem, Anchorage, New York City, Honolulu. Okay, well, that's a wrap for today. I hope everyone has a wonderful Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday. <laughs> and I will see you next, well, I will be back over the weekend. So... Have a great, great day. Bye-bye.